This is What's the Deal, Grosiel, a podcast that explores the people, places, history, and events that make Grosiel unique. I'm your host, Ben Fote. We've talked about the Downtown Development Authority, usually called the DDA, a few times as we've explored some of the businesses and events on Macomb Street. But today we'll talk with Ross Quiro, who is the new Township Community Development Director, which gives him some leadership with the DDA. And with us, too, is Allie McGawkey. Allie is coordinating Art on the Isle, a great new art event that includes temporary and permanent art installations here on Grosio. Well, thanks for joining me, Ross and Allie. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I think what we need to start with is what everybody wants to know, and that is what is what is Art on the Isle? Art on the Isle is a public art initiative brought to the community by the Grosiel Downtown Development Authority. We've had a lot of people working together to bring art to public spaces along the the business district specifically of Grosiel. So with the idea that the art will create a flourishing environment for both the community members, um, the businesses, as well as the artists in the community. So that's kind of the short synopsis of what Art on the Isle is. It's going to last how long? So the idea is for it to be a continual public art program where we will add, be incorporating new murals every year. This year we did we did two different murals. And then the sculptures work a little bit differently. So they are on a leasing program with the DDA. So the DDA is leasing these these um, sculptures from the artists for a two-year period. Um, and then every two years, those set of sculptures will be replaced with a new set of sculptures. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, and how's it all going to be revealed? How do we, are they going to show up in pieces? I know I, I've seen one mural. I'm not sure I've seen the second one yet. Yep. On, on October 13th, so the Thursday night from um, 6 to 7.30, we will be having a, we are, we're calling it Meet the Artist and Experience the Art. So it's um, sort of a community celebration for this public art initiative on Macomb. So the community members can come out and kind of gather and we're meeting in the, the island shops courtyard. So, and that's that's a an area where both a sculpture as well as a mural will be. Um, so we kind of chose that as our initial gathering point. And then there will be um, walking and that's where maps. That's where island goods and, and is it therapy? Is that that? Um, so island, nope, that is, so the island shops is there's Sully's barbecue. Okay. And then there's like, I think the Hungry Howies and the and dance studio, the dance studio and a couple other businesses in that area. All right. Yep. So that's kind of a, and people are pretty aware at this point about the, the mural that is on the side of the cleaners, For sure. which is awesome. Cause it's, you know, kind of our, um, we think of it as our mural. That's kind of setting the tone for this, this program. It's, it's kind of a gateway. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, but People are not so familiar with the mural that will be in the island shops courtyard because it's a little bit, you know, more set off the beaten path. It's not visible from 
driving on Macomb. So that will be a fun sort of reveal. Yeah. Um, so that that's exciting. Yeah. All right. So, so those will be here for, they're on that, on that lease program. What, so when that time is up, are they all going to get replaced at once? We're going to have this as sort of a, a biennial event to, to reveal the next, next batch, or will they, they sort of get replaced in, in pieces, like in uh, bits at a time. So the installation process with anything that is on that scale um, of a piece can, you know, take a couple of months, but every, every two years, the idea is that that group of, of pieces will be replaced with a new set of, of sculptures. So the following year, the hopes is that six more sculptures will be added, totaling to 12. So it'll kind of be on this oscillating um, rotation where you'll have six new pieces that will be coming in every year. Oh, wow. And to kind of go off of that, the DDA is located 36, approximately 36 uh, locations for potential sculptures. That's so as, yeah, right. So uh, as we kind of go through this, uh, um, we are going to try to identify new spots for sculptures too, and trying to have those either be wrote, be included in the rotation process or uh, permanent sculptures too. So um, as we kind of kick this thing off, uh, this is kind of like a, like a starting ground for us. Right. So, um, and then we're going to kind of see how this plays out and how uh, future events might uh, play out too. So, wow. So when they're, when those leases are up, then when, when the, the artists get their, their art back, are there options for, for people to buy those or to, uh, say, say one of the country clubs or, or, uh, or one of the, the clubs that's on the Island wants to, uh, have that as part of their, their property or a group comes together and wants to keep it there. Is that, is that in the plans? Uh, are there ways for the community to buy these, these pieces? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we encourage that. In fact, um, they all of the pieces are available. So the way, you know, typically artists at work, that their work in, is incorporated in a public setting. Um, a lot of the times their, their work will be leased out in different areas and different towns or cities. So and an and artist can show a piece and many times and be able to recuperate some of the costs that they, they put into these pieces, which are, you know, creating something on, on that stature of size is, is not a cheap thing. So it's, they're able to kind of get back um, what they're putting into it and also have their work in a setting that people are able to experience it. And if someone really loves the piece and is, interested in purchasing, purchasing it is definitely encouraged. Uh, where are all the artists from? Are they, are they Michigan artists? Are they in the Metro area here? Yes. All of them are, um, Detroit based artists. Um, a couple of them, I, I personally know and have either gone to school with them or are connected to them in some way through the Detroit artist community, um, which is, exciting for this being the first year, you know, being able to support local artists, I think is really important. Oh, for sure. So how did all this come together? Uh, who gets credit for the idea or, or the blame later, later on down the line? If, 
uh, I don't think, I don't think there'll be any blame for it, but, but uh, who gets credit for it? Yeah, I think, well, mostly Allie, no, but uh, uh, <laughs> I was just is- asked to help, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, there, you know, I, Ma- Ross might know better. I think I, I'm not sure how long this conversation with the DDA has been going on. I think Ross said, you know, they've been talking about this for what, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ron has been a very instrumental part in, in kicking this off. You know, he's, he has really good vision. He's, ex, he is knowledgeable about art as well. So he, it's, I think is something that is um, very, was very important for him to start as well. So he definitely gets big credit for, mm-hmm. for getting the conversation going. And, and uh, Ron, what's Ron's last name? Ron Moran. He's the uh, chairman ah. of the DDA. Oh, yeah. Ah, sorry. Okay. I just oh, think everyone knows Ron. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so ultimately, Art on the Isle is, is being put on and, and funded by Gross Eels DDA, I'm guessing. Are there any other sponsors or opportunities for other sponsors? At, at this point, there, there have been no other sponsors. Uh, we haven't really began the talks of, you know, how, you know, how we could get, uh, people to sponsor the art or, you know, uh, give donations, uh, that's still up for discussion. Um, we just really wanted to get this thing started and, uh, and then kind of, and kind of see how everything kind of plays out. Yeah. This, this year kind of serves as a, a starting initial starting point for the project with the hopes that it will evolve and the DDA will be able to obtain additional funding and sponsor sponsorships to be able to to purchase permanent sculptures is kind of the hopes. So the DDA, we haven't actually talked about the DDA on the podcast at all. Um, we've 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 referenced it in in many different places, but specifically about the DDA. And uh, so Ross, since you've you've taken the directorship there, uh, why don't you fill us in real quick on what the DDA is, how it how it operates, and 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 all that. Yeah, so I guess to put it shortly, a, a DDA is essentially a, a group of businesses that get together to fund public improvements through tax increment financing. And tax increment financing is a tool where um, the growth of property taxes over a period of time are captured. So, um, for instance, to give an example, uh, property values might be assessed and like assessed in 2010 at seventy thousand dollars, and then in 2020 they're assessed at a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand dollars or one hundred twenty thousand dollars to say. So that that the the taxes that are captured over that time are basically put into a pool of uh, like into a, a pool, and the DDA the board kind of decides what to do with those funds. Um, and they go towards funding projects like our on the aisle or our uh, facade improvement uh, grant uh, to help businesses improve their uh, improve their businesses, the, the physical uh, the frontages on their business. And I'm sure the light posts and the banners that go on those and the and all the flowers that get hung there. Yep. Yeah, and sort of, uh, we're looking at uh, updating our benches and trash receptacles. It's sort of to help beautify the street and beautify the downtown area to help, uh, you know, get people on the street, get people shopping locally, spending dollars locally. 
uh, and kind of creating that circular economy. So, right, and so that's probably why this the the uh, public art becomes a good asset for that. That should raise property values along Macomb Street and contribute to that that TIF uh, funding, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's definitely the hope here, definitely. So what other activities, events, and, and things do, does the DDA put on? I think there might be a couple things happening uh, this month along with the sculptures. Yeah, yeah. So we do have, we have Art on the Isle of the, the 13th. We also have Paint the Town Red on the 14th and 15th. So it's sort of a three-day event thing we got going on here. So, and then we have the Halloween Parade on the 22nd, uh, Ladies' Night Out on November 11th, and Island Glow on December 2nd. And I've been kind of talking with businesses and community members uh, about what kind of events we want to put on in the future and whether we should change th- some things up, uh, take some events out, make uh, get some new events going. So uh, in the future, we do plan on using these, these funds to put on events for the community that kind of brings the community out to uh, Macomb Street. So. Right. And, and you've just uh, you've been with the, the township for how long now? Uh, since July 11th. So coming up on three months here. Wow. So what made you yeah. choose Gross Eel? Yeah. So uh, just a little bit of background about me. I'm, I'm from a small town of Armada. So shout out to Armada. But uh, I've been living in Detroit since 2014. Uh, got my undergrad in public affairs and urban studies. Uh, I've been a graduate student at Wayne State for urban planning since 2020. Uh, and my first job was uh, in Hamtramck, working in this position, uh, community and economic development, downtown development authority, that kind of uh, position there. So I worked there for about nine months, did a short stint in Southfield, and I saw this job and I wanted to get back to uh, working with the community. And And I saw that this was a smaller town. I want to kind of go back to that smaller town uh, atmosphere and uh, had an interview with the township manager, Derek Thiel, uh, a couple of members from my department and uh, Ron Moran. And I just thought it was the perfect fit. And we just kind of hit the ground running. It was a really short process. And we just kind of clicked. And every, ever since then, it's been a really nice fit. So so are there any similarities between Grosiel and Armada? Uh, the, the, the small town, you know, everyone loves, uh, since it's fall, everyone just loves football, <laughs> you know, the sports of the community. People are constantly talking about what's going on at the high school, you know, what's, you know, and I think that, that that's, that's kind of that small town feel of that, uh, that I really, that I really enjoy. Um, and the fact that everyone kind of knows everyone, um, I can go out to the community. I can go to the gas station. I'll see, you know, someone from the DDA or from a different commission. Um, I can go to Kroger or wherever, you know, it's always seeing somebody, you know, and I, I really do enjoy that aspect of things. So. Does, does Armada have a, a hardware store that has a little bit of everything like ours? <laughs> Not quite. Uh, <laughs> we have a hardware store, but it doesn't have a place where you can get alcohol and all these other <laughs> yeah. fun things. Or a library. Uh, Does it have a, a, li- a library yeah. inside? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. There's nothing quite like that. I haven't seen that uh, in any other community. So, but. yeah. And so Allie, you've started something new. That's really, uh, I think it's taken, taken at least grossly now the, the Facebook group by storm. Um, so the, uh, the Wyandotte art and glass center um, it's just fascinating. And that's, that's one of your projects there, right? Yes. 
Yep. That's been a full time, <laughs> um, very intense business that we, we started, which we did not have the, um, you know, I, I started it last October and I remember, um, so we were, we're doing glass blowing workshops and classes. And I remember kind of just putting out the first round of workshops and thinking and saying to people that I was working with that I, I really hope that, you know, people want to sign up for this or do something like this. I couldn't really gauge the, um, you know, want for people in the community if they wanted to do something like that and they booked right away and we've been steadily busy ever since. So it's been really great and we're happy to be, you know, in the downriver community. Well, I know that I work at or I work at Greenfield Village. I think everybody that listens to the show knows that. Um, and we get asked over and over again, you know, the, they stopped doing the, the glass flowers. You could sign up to, to make a glass flower yeah. and that, that ended with COVID and it hasn't come back and it, and it's questionable whether it will, but um, you know, I don't have any insight on it, but, but a lot of people ask about it. Um, it's, it's one of the most common things that, that people come and they, they want to do. Of course, it was really, really cheap. Uh, compared to to bigger glass classes, but you don't learn nearly as much in that process. You're you're mostly helping, um, right? But so yeah. so I I just had a feeling that it would go pretty pretty fast, and so that's that's amazing. Yeah, and of course, the you. TV shows that are around that have uh, have not heard it at all. Oh yes, I'm you know blown <laughs> away. It's been my my biggest friend gives people a very good reference to um, glass blowing, and it it gives them excitement to come in and be able to do that after, you know, watching Netflix. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, is, is it just class or are there other things going there too? So we, um, we offer one day glass blowing workshops as well as one day flame working workshops. So that's a, just a different glass making technique right. done over an open torch. Um, Typically pendants and beads and small sculptural items are made that way. And then we also offer uh, six week courses on both of those glass making techniques. So both glass blowing and lamp working um, for those that really want to um, learn the craft in itself from the ground up. Um, and then we, we do offer rotating sort of featured art workshops, whether that is, you know, a jewelry workshop or um, a painting workshop. So those are, that's kind of the art of Wyandotte Art and Glass Center. So yeah. it's, we're glass focused and based, um, but we, you know, we're, we're in the beginning too. So I have a lot of, of hopes for where we will kind of end up. But How much space do you have? So we were in, um, I would say it's about 5,000 square feet that the art center operates out of. So we have quite, we have a, a lot of open space, which is nice because we do, um, we, we frequently do community public events where people can come in and watch us do a glass demonstration. So, and it's, it's normally, um, large scale glass 
that they're moving. So it's, yeah. they're working in a team of five guys are working on a piece. Um, we did our, it was called the great glass pumpkin. So we made about a 18 inch diameter glass pumpkin, wow. um, over about an hour and a half period. So the public was able to come in and, and see that happening, which is always really fun to be able to interact with people and get them into, to actually have that experience and be able to ask questions and all of that. Sure. Now the, uh, the sculptures that are coming here, are the, are they all sorts of media? Are we going to see any glass sculptures that? Yes, there are several artists that are glass blowers. So, um, my partner, Tim Southward, he, he uses glass in his sculptural pieces as well as stainless steel. Um, and then Eric and Israel Nordine, they also use, um, glass as well as steel. So they, they use cast glass pieces, um, that's incorporated into their, uh, steel work. Okay. We'll try to get some, some links for the artists that are bringing things in to include in the episode notes here. Um, so that people can, can look at some of the other stuff those folks have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the first mural that was done, um, they posted on, on Facebook about having, uh, heard about doing this project and they bought a house here, uh, because they'd done their research on the Island. The, the Grossiel Alliance for the Arts just had a show and uh, they had a sale at the VFW Hall. How many resident artists does Grossiel have? Do you have any estimate? Um, I'm not so familiar with how many, you know, practicing artists that are, are full-time artists on Grossiel. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of those people are <laughs> few and far in between in terms of those that do art as a full-time, full-time sure. job. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of creative people in the community in, in general, which I think is great. And we want to definitely encourage, you know, Grozeal artists and those that are involved in the community to be a part of this art initiative for, you know, the following years. Yeah. And I think my experience has been that this, this sort of initiative has, has caused more people to be a little more free and being creative and, and giving, giving children that grew up in the community, a little more option to, to be creative, whether it is directly with, with uh, uh, art medium or whether it's being creative as an engineer or being creative as uh, hopefully not as an accountant, we don't want creative accountants too often, <laughs> but uh but, but other things, uh, management and that. Um, so I, I think that's, that's really great. So, so even if you're not a full-time artist with a, a recognized physical art media, maybe you're an artist in other ways. Uh, our gardeners are certainly, certainly artists. Absolutely. Of their yeah. um, so how can we get involved or support these kinds of community art initiatives or, or even pro just general programs with the DDA? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, uh, well, for one is just supporting the art. Word to mouth is a huge way of, you know, showing support and, you know, telling people off island, you know, what we've got going on here. And I think that's a really, uh, you know, that's very important, very vital to uh, getting support. Uh, I am in kind of in the works of creating like a public participation plan of how we engage with the community members and uh, local organizations to kind of get them involved in what we're doing with the DDA. Um, so we're definitely in that process right now. 
But Allie, I don't know if you had uh, any other. Yeah, we, you know, this is, this is the initial starting point for this project. So I think we're, we are kind of testing the waters with how, um, you know, the public reacts and the community members react. So which doing anything on, on this scale that's public, you never know, but mm -hmm. it's been great. We've had a really great response so far, which is very exciting. Um, it, it makes me really happy to see how excited people are and how, um, you know, I didn't really realize until I started hearing and seeing some of the comments about the mural and about this project in general. Um, I didn't fully, I guess, understand people's want in the community for something like this. So I think it, it just gives it more fuel to, um, be able to sustain it for the years to come. Um, and, you know, the ways that people can be involved and support this, I think it will grow when, while this project grows and hopefully there will be opportunities, um, kind of like we talked before for people to, to donate to this project because they want to see it stain, sustain and um, have it a part of their community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think folks that drive through Trenton um, by the railroad bridge uh, next to the, the steel plant um, right at King, anyone who's driven by that in the last two months um, has seen that mural come to life. And I think they're dedicating it. If they haven't dedicated it already, it's, it's uh, in the next week or so. And that, as that came together, I think that's a point of pride um, that I, I, the first time I saw it, I thought, Oh, I wish we had something like that. And, and, I drove down Meridian for the first time in a while and suddenly look, we have that um, almost exactly. And it didn't take as long as what, as what it did, at least in my, my, uh, my experience uh, didn't take as long as it did in Trenton. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, it's really thrilling to see that. And, and uh, yeah, so it's one of my wishes fulfilled, which is a, a great transition, of course, to the last question that we've got here. <laughs> So, so at the end of every episode, as you know, we end with a wish for Grosseal. So, uh, do you have a wish for the island or the community or or uh, the world in general? Yeah, uh, for me, I, I just wish to see a thriving uh, Macomb Street, a thriving small business district uh, where the community come can come and participate and engage with each other and you know uh, see people walking up and down and going inside of shops. That's really what I hope to see. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that in terms of, I think, you know, when people think about community, um, it's, it is a togetherness. So it's this art program is, I'm, it, I am hoping that it will, you know, support the local businesses, inspire the community members and support local artists and kind of create this like flourishing environment for um, all aspects of, of those that are involved. So that's kind of my hopes for Groziel is to, is to keep creating that flourishing environment for everyone. Well, thanks so much. I am so thrilled to see all this come together. Um, something I've, it's something I've missed from other places I've lived, uh, that public art. I think this could really be incredible for the community, and I'm so glad I could meet you both. Um, I appreciate you, um, the, the work that goes into this, and, and the other things that you're doing um, are just 
just amazing and uh, keep at it. Um, your dedication to a vibrant downtown and to the island culture is really sparking so many other ideas that we may not even see flourish for a couple of years yet. Um, thank you so much for that. Thank you. I really appreciated the, uh, the time. Yeah, thank you. We're excited that you're excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, just wow. I can't wait to see all the sculptures and murals that will be coming to Grosil. I have a feeling this is going to be really great for our community. Links to the DDA, Art on the Isle, the Wyandotte Art and Glass Center, and so much more is in the episode notes. What's the Deal, Grosil is a production of Fot Media Productions. The music for this episode is Mike Parr's Play and Create. I hope you liked it. Thank you for listening to What's the Deal, Grosil? <laughs>